passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know, summer is coming, the sun is shining, shirts are off, and your balls are smooth. You heard me right. Your friends at Manscaped, they're here to make sure that your beach balls are as smooth as the Floridian sand, my friends. In the summertime, you know, you want to kill some cold beers and some barbecues. Not kill the vibe with your pubes picking out of your swim trunks. That's why Manscaped has their performance package 4.0. That's to keep the party in your pants, my friend, looking crisp and refreshing all summer long. Four million men have trusted manscape why shouldn't you it all starts and stops by going to manscaped.com and get 20 percent off and free shipping if you use my promo code bubba the manscape performance package 4.0 has everything that you need to prepare for that summer bod inside this package you're going to find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer crop preserver ball deodorant crop reviver toner performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold it all my friends you want to take your grooming game even further take a look at the manscape shears 2.0 in that package it has everything that you need to look pristine nail cutters tweezers grooming scissors go to manscapes.com and go crazy they got everything you potentially possibly could need get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code bubba at manscapes.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping with the code bubba at manscaped.com this is the summer to turn your package into the full package my friend and it all starts and stops at manscaped.com Listen, I have had my Manscaped stuff now for about a year. I don't know what I would do without it. As a matter of fact, I've now got all my co-hosts on the Manscaped deal. All the male co-hosts on my show have almost everything Manscaped offers. Why wouldn't you? Reduce the risk of ingrown hairs. You reduce the risk of grooming accidents. Again, all of this craziness starts and stops at Manscaped.com. Use promo code Bubba for 20% off. Good afternoon and welcome to the Lummy Sports Show. I am the co-host, Brian, the baby pace matroni, joined always by the Cavityville Lummix. Hey, Brian, how's it going? It's going good, Lummy. How you doing, buddy? Great. 81390-B-U-B-B-A. 81390-B-U-B-B-A. Yeah, I just got back from the dentist. Got a, got a cavity. But, you know, uh, that's what happens when uh, you got this big COVID, you know, for two, three, four, five years. Well, <laughs> you may have not have gone for five years. I think you can write off, like, one year of it because of COVID. Two. But how? How, how do you get to write off two? The dentists have been open, dude. <laughs> the dentist even said. Said what? 
Uh, what? <laughs> even closed for two years? <laughs> he said, you know, a lot of people haven't been to the dentist. A lot of people haven't. Yes, that's right. And including you, apparently. Because of the, the whole COVID thing. Yeah, so but that's not the reason why you didn't go. Listen, you didn't go to, COVID, to the dentist because you're lazy. Yeah, you are actually correct on that one, too. Plus, the dentist I was using... Uh, pretty much it was all the way in Tarpon Springs and I didn't feel like driving there, which actually, like you said, makes me a little lazy. <laughs> you are, you nailed it 100%. All right, let's just move on then. We've, yeah, we've nailed it. We've identified the problem. Let's we're fixing the problem at this point. That's it. So. That's it. We're it's all good. So, uh, how have you been, Brian? I've been terrific, man. How about you? It's uh, The draft happened since we were here. Draft hockey? Playoff hockey? Can you hockey? imagine being a douchebag who goes to the Buccaneers draft party, sits there all fucking night long, and then <laughs> just they, and for then them they to trade, trade out of the first round? <laughs> that, yeah, that would be uh, You know pretty, what? That's, uh, there's an old Italian word for that, and it's called futida. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it pretty much means fuck off. It serves you right. Is that you know is, you got what you deserved? Was that pretty much uh, did? It's uh, a Sicilian word, I believe. Did Dan tell you about that? No, my 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 mom's Sicilian. Well, let's take our first call. Five six one. Five six one. Hey, uh, your audio and BAR shit. Can't even hear you. The BAR audio shit. Yeah. Well, Lummy's our technical guy today. Yes, so. I will, yeah, I will I go look it, at it. It came in good. He had the badass beat going, and then just shit. Can't even hear it. Got my dolly up. Can't hear it. All right. I will take a look at it right now. Brian can always hold it down and of talk course. everything there of is course. about every sports. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. No problem. Right. You going to go take a little look, see, Lum Lum? Yeah. Brian, you got it. I, I got do. this. Yeah. So um, right now, Real Madrid versus Man City in the second leg of their uh, UEFA Champions League uh, semifinal, winner to play Liverpool. Um, if Man City can keep it 0-0, they will advance. If uh, if they give up a goal, I believe they, they lose on uh, scoring aggregate. Uh, road goals is a tiebreaker, I think. Anyways, back to the, the draft. I just couldn't imagine sitting there for, for four hours for waiting for the Buccaneers to make their pick. And then the time comes and they're like, hey, come back tomorrow and we'll actually make our first pick. Um, but getting into the ultimate picks uh, that they made, you know, great job getting Logan Hall. Um, you know, it, it, it uh, is a position area of need. And Dominican Sue is still not signed. I think he's probably wanting a little more money than he is worth on the open market right now, uh, which would explain why he isn't signed, because he certainly, I think, wants to keep playing. But um, the Bucks haven't signed him, and no other team apparently has, as he is a free agent. Um, and then, obviously, another question mark was the departure of Ali Marpet and having to fill his role. And they did that promptly, with their second pick in the draft, Luke Gedke out of Central Michigan. A good get at guard, ready to play pretty much from day one. Um, so they'll get him into the mix there, and he'll finish off their offensive line, either being a starter or their sixth guy, um, like Stinney has been in the past. And, you know, overall, good draft for the Bucks. Um No first-round pick, but they essentially got a guy who's right there at first-round talent. 
uh, got an extra pick out of out of the whole deal. So overall, I'm I'm happy with their draft. The one obvious head scratcher is the the punter in yes, round four, in Georgia. Um, you know, if you're going to take a punter, you take uh, the kid from San Diego State, I believe it was. Yeah, who has the highest, uh, what, 50 uh, 51.2 yeah. yards. Now, one of the knocks against him was that he did not kick for coverage very well. He had a very quick kicking motion, and so um, blockers and, and gunners had a, a difficult time getting down the field on some of his punts. Also, he didn't have great the best placement uh, in terms of goal line, uh, you know, coffin corner type placement, whereas the kid from Georgia had a little bit better. Um, but you can't, you know, uh, his and also his 51.2 yard average was skewed because he had two punts that went over 80 yards. Yeah, they hit the they hit the turf and just So, bounced. you know, you take even taking 60 yards off of his average. I mean, if he punted the ball 80 times in the season, that which is probably a lot. He probably punted what sixty times. That adds an entire yard. Those just from those two long punts to his overall average. Uh, but still, anything north of forty-seven, forty-eight yards on a punt is exceptional. Plus, the kid from even though he's left-footed, uh, the kid from San Diego State also was their place kicker um, and was decent at that. So the the good news for you know for the Bucks when you have a punter like that. You could have uh, put him in the game when, and if your place kicker, your normal place kicker, got hurt, and so you wouldn't be in a position where you'd have to go for it on fourth downs or put in somebody who's not a kicker at all to try and attempt those kicks. So that's uh, my 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 one big question mark. The other one on the Bucks, and and we'll see what you think on this, uh, Lummy, is Co Keeft, uh, the tight end out of Minnesota. Yeah. Nobody was drafting him. Nobody was going to draft yep. him. So why use a pick on him when you could get him as an unrestricted, un, undrafted free agent? I, I don't understand that so much. Um, you know, these late round picks are where you find your special team and practice squad guys typically. Um, so I don't know why you reach on a guy who I think was rated somewhere around number five hundred. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he was draft very pool. far down, but they must have seen something with him. But but again, what did they think was going to – like, did they think there was going to be a run on tight ends in round number seven and they were going to lose out on this kid? I just don't get it. You've already drafted uh, Kate Otten. Great pick in as pick one in the first round. Awesome. Uh, probably one of the best overall tight ends available in this draft, and you got him in the fourth round. So kudos to the Bucks on that. But I don't understand uh, the co Keith, and not that it's the end of the world. It's a sixth round pick. You know, those are again depth pieces and and positional pieces. And and I understand you you draft for need, but man, they must have seen something exceptional with him that nobody else in the world saw. I mean, it does appear like he could be a good blocker. Um, he's not going to catch jack shit. So, and he's a large tight end. Did he you is. see how big he is? Yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah. So it's essentially like having another offensive lineman potentially. And if you're looking to protect Brady, maybe that's that's the thought process there. Um, but yeah, I don't uh, don't quite get that one. I let think me, it was a bit of a reach. Let's run through these real quick. Make sure the audio is fixed. Seven two seven. Oh hey hey, can you hear me? Yeah hey, how's it going? Seven two seven. Yeah, buddy. Um, so I was wondering what you guys thought about the Dolphins draft. Um, 
you guys were talking about it a little bit earlier, like the uh, maybe it was yesterday, but um, kind of like the different works, sources that gave like uh, the NFL like report cards for the draft, and sources had different stuff. And, yeah, like one one had like the Miami Dolphins at like a C, and then I see a lot of the other reports have them at like an A plus and everything and. It all depends you know, on it. I mean, because you've seen the Packers have an A, and then some people have it at Packers have a C. Oh no, the Packers I, I, get an I A plus. Like Packers, pa- Packers, Packers did awesome. But there's other there's no, other sides. I mean, yeah, it's, but it's, here's it's, the thing: it's, it's all people. in how guys rate. So you get, get, there's different ways of grading drafts. If you're going to grade drafts based upon total prospects, I mean, obviously the Dolphins had no chance. They didn't have the draft pick capital to. You know, to qualify for that. But if you're well, gonna, we did we just gave a lot of our stuff away to get some some major weapons? You no, know, but you didn't those. have the capital into the draft. That's you, the I thing. Think, I so think when you guys you're had five picks, yeah, well, I mean, when you got five picks and what two third rounds and the rest were, were late picks. I mean, they had a third. Was, uh, of, it was it was it was one third round, two fourths, and one seventh. Right. So four picks or so. So you got to look at it, and when you're when you're so to me, if I'm judging a team's draft. I'm looking at what their areas of needs were in going into the draft, what draft capital they had to use, and how they address those needs, and are they coming out a better team uh, following the draft than they were going into the draft. And if you look at Miami's needs, you know, arguably offensive line was one of them. Yeah. They, yep. they did not address that at all. Yep. Uh, so, linebacker yeah, was one. They got a linebacker. They got a decent linebacker, I think. Absolutely, and, yeah. So Channing, uh, Channing Tindall from uh, Georgia, he he's awesome, and he's his highlights look great. And then here's what here's what really messes with my head because I'm I'm a diehard Dolphins fan, man. So like, we didn't address any of the offensive line issue. I mean, yes, we got one of the guys like. I've talked to you guys about this before. The guy from the Cowboys and then the uh, guy from the uh, the Saints or the Ravens or whatever. But why the hell do we 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 just got Tyreek Hill? We got the long guy to to replace Parker from the Cowboys, and we still have Jalen Waddle who's going to blow up. Why do we get Eric? Like I don't oh, know, uh, uh, is that Kakama? Yeah, Azukanama from Azukanama. As... Yeah, but like, why? I was confused about that one, and then we pick up. I think um, Cam Good. I think he's another uh, linebacker, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but, he's an outside linebacker. Yeah, and then and then uh, our our last pick, which this one was really bizarre, but I'm I'm a little bit excited about this one. Was the Skylar Thompson, Kansas the, State uh, quarterback for? Um, Kansas. Kansas State. Well, I'd be excited, too, if you were bringing in anybody to compete with a dead weight Tua. But, uh, this Especially guy, a seventh round I'm pick. telling you right now, this guy ain't it. Um, well, I, hear, hear me I don't out, know though, why you're you excited know, about him. Well, because I'll tell you. So, Tom Brady, okay, everyone's going to say, oh, yeah, Tom Brady was a six-round draft pick See? and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I actually went and did the research and watched some of the highlights from this guy. And, I mean, he's kind of like a Josh Allen. He's, he's real big. He's not afraid to run the ball. He's got a, a deep arm, so I don't know. He's man. not it, real big. He's six two two seventeen. He has really? eight, eight and five eight inches hands. Uh, that is way undersized for the NFL in gripping the ball. He's going to be twenty five year, years old when the season starts, which is super fucking old for a rookie. Dude, um, got it. 
I didn't see. I didn't know this stuff. This is why. This is why you guys are on point with that because I did not know that. Yeah, no, and, and I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying I advanced scouted Skylar Thompson, but I'm I'm reading the notes on him here. He had some big um, wins against big colleges, look, you know. But you know, obviously, that's in college. He, that's that's the thing. I mean, he's got. There's some things about him that are good, um, but again, he's he's a uh, he's a depth piece he is you know somebody who could maybe go in there and manage game if you ran into some serious injuries and he's a practice squad guy right so you're going to put him there and uh potentially and 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 have him sitting there and you know trying to learn and and see but i you know i I don't see much for him miami's draft overall other than the channing tyndall pick i i mean i i am not thrilled if i'm a miami dolphin fan with what they use their capital personally I could personally agree with the C, the C grade, to be honest with you, because, I mean, yeah, we got a, a line, but, but, like, no one ever – dude, this has been our problem for a long time. We've never addressed our offensive line in the drafts, and we've never, ever addressed getting a running back. Well, you did. Now, you just tra- you tra- traded away Jeremy Tunzel, so you had one, and you got rid of him. Well, then your, your yeah, running about, back is Edmonds, great. right? Is it Edmonds? Um. Yes, from the Cardinals. Yeah. So I mean, he, technically, you guys he's signed a uh, signed a running back. No, but and he's t- not bad. Tyndall, I would give the Tyndall pick uh, for round and, and position and need. I'd give that one an A. Um, the other picks, I mean, I'm I'm giving I, I'm giving the Dolphins a D. Quite honestly, they didn't address their needs well enough. That's fair. Um, they, you know, the Tyndall pick is 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 a home run to me. Where you know they had it now that. But that's overall looking at at their draft needs and and the positions of need of need. I'm not going to knock them for taking a, a a flyer on a project quarterback in the seventh round. What I will say though is that you could have signed him as an undrafted free agent. So why bother using that when you could get a position where you could hit on somebody as as a scratch off ticket on a position where you have real need. I mean, Tua is your starter. You've made that clear. You've gotten rid of a coach over him. Um, you know, you, you they have a good backup you, though. Yeah. Two yeah, glove Teddy. Teddy. Yeah. Little Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. But, but that's I'm, I'm, you know, that's you what know, I don't but, get. But you know what? To be honest with you guys, honestly, like even though we have a cool backup, like doesn't that kind of suck and hurt a little bit like your team you want like your starting quarter a quarterback to be good and then like he kind of like fluffs it up a little bit and they have to put the second like don't get me wrong i love fitzpatrick and but but like i still was kind of pissed when they were pulling two out after like the first and second quarter and putting in you know fitzpatrick because brian so, like, flores did not like to uh, brian flores like was to, trying to win yeah i mean he, i you, you, is, is a head coach supposed to sit there and just and watch take his football. lumps and take his lumps and can't throw a pass more than seven yards down the fucking field because two is not capable of it in his rookie year or should he be out there trying to win ball games he put him in the game he didn't like what he see he saw in the first half and so he went with Fitzpatrick. He wanted to extend the field, change up the game plan. And a lot of those and, games, and I think they won. I think they went 5-1 and one with them or something like that. Yeah, no, they, dude, that's the thing. And that's the thing. When they were kicking ass, you know, the, the freaking famous uh, Fitzpatrick got his face mask pulled and then he threw that bomb to, uh, to freaking Hollins, who they gave away, call him Big Fro. Um, and then they went, went ahead to k- kick the field goal to win the game, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, two is you know feeling better, and then they just keep putting two back. And we're like, me and the rest of the Dolphins fans are kind of like, you know, 
just keep Fitzy in. Yeah, but guess what? But talk anyway. to your owner. Talk to the GM because I guarantee they were telling Flores, put Tua back in. He's our quarterback. Put him back in, yep, which is why yep, Flores yep. was so unhappy. Well, thanks thanks for the call, yeah. and uh, good luck to your Dolphins. Right, we'll see how it all pans out. All right, we got was. Uh, Eight four three was right, and then I think one was uh, our USFL uh, expert. Oh, USFL Brandon was calling. Yeah, in. I believe he was. You on know, there. oh, there's eight four three, and it pains me to say this. And we'll, we'll go to the call real quick. Eight four three. Hey, what's good? It's Sean from Charleston. Hey, what's up, Sean from Charleston? What's up, mommy? I just want to tell you guys, you're doing a great job. Love you, love Brian. I know he doesn't like to hear that. But I love him anyways. I'm marking out. I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind a good mark out. <laughs> yeah, now, as long as, as long as it's well deserved. Now, what are you calling in for, sir? I'm just saying good job for the show. Just got oh. off work. Uh, go New England. I'm a Patriots fan, but South Carolina. <laughs> Let's talk about New England for a second. Did you follow say, their draft? Yeah. It was interesting, oh, as it always is with New England. UT Chattanooga first round. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I like the guard. I don't care. Well, I mean, they, look, there's some people that are coming out and saying the Jets have passed the. Uh, what about, I mean, but what about Patriots? reaching for Bailey Zappi or Zapi in, in, in the fourth round when you could get him in the sixth or seventh round? I mean, I, th- I that's the type of stuff that I don't get. Like, I, yeah. Pierre Strong, I'm fine with. He'll be a good back. You know, the small yeah. schools, I, I like it. Um, Marcus Jones, cornerback, not a bad pick. Tyquan Thornton, mm-hmm. uh, you know, good wide receiver pick. That's fine. That Cole Strange, a little strange, right? I think there were better guards. But it, look, if if yeah. if Belichick's got his guy, but uh, but that Zapy one is is a head scratcher. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but and and uh, maybe Sam Roberts as well, the D tackle out mm-hmm. of Northwest Missouri State University. It looks like Bill Belichick is trying to outsmart everybody by picking up all these small school guys, and like if yeah, they pan yeah, out, yeah. then he can say, "Well, yeah. look, I'm the GM now," and so I'm. <laughs> Yeah, it, it didn't seem like the best, but who knows? You know, the proof is in the pudding. We'll see what happens with the Patriots. But I thought it was an interesting draft for them. It was. It really was. All right, All right man. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for thanks calling. Thanks for the Charleston. love, and uh, yeah. good luck to your Pats. All right, man. Nothing but love. See you, man. Later. Yeah, the Pats. The, Bill Belichick, I think his ego has blown up a little too high. Cause isn't he like the tight end coach, the special teams coach, the defense coordinator, the GM? Calling well, offensive plays. They, they better figure shit out. I mean, they're going to have a tough time with the Bills in there looking solid. I mean, and, everyone was sucking the Jets off for their, uh, their, well, the Jets, their good draft. The, I mean, it's okay. I know, it's a draft. Okay. Hold, on. Well, no, hold on. Hold on. That's not even that it's a draft. You give me three fucking first round picks and the number four in round two. So I get five of the first 36 picks, and you don't think I could have a good draft? I mean, come on. It's not, That's what I'm saying. You got to grade relative to. The circumstances. Wayne Pierce, two hundred stars. Of course, yeah. You uh, oh, they got a lot of good players. Of course, they fucking did. They had all the picks. So I will say this: Garrett Wilson, probably the best wide receiver available. They got him at number ten. Sauce Gardner, definitely the best cornerback available. They got him at number four. Jermaine Johnson, the second. Arguably the second best defensive end available. That was a good pickup. I think it's a great a pickup at number twenty six, yeah, especially with uh, Hutchinson and uh, the other kid going. You know, one or two er- earlier. Yeah. So great to get Jermaine Johnson. I mean, those are good picks. But he also, you know, Jermaine Johnson fell to them. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they traded up to. Uh, uh, they traded up for that pick. I oh, believe, no, they did. They from did. Tennessee. But but I'm saying is a lot of teams had to blow it. 
yeah. <laughs> or not or not have need, right? That's the other thing. It's like, oh, great job stealing that you know that tight end in round number three. But, you know, they'll say that. But is it really stealing if other teams don't need that position that are drafting in front of you or have already addressed that position that are drafting in front of you? Are you really stealing a player at that point? Are you doing anything or is just everybody else not doing it? You know, you know, Brees Hall, though, is a good pickup at, 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 you know, and, uh, with number 36 as well, best running back available in, in the draft. So they got arguably the best corner, the best wide receiver, the second best D end, and the best running back with their first five picks. I well, mean, first four picks. I mean, I think uh, like like you, it goes along your lines with the Lions. Obviously, they had the, you know the two first round picks. I thought they had a good draft, but I think another team that had a good draft and maybe one of the best was the Ravens. Yeah, and it was going to pain me to say it. I know. It was, now, here's, here's, I had to text little though. purple jersey, and I said, "Wow." Ravens yeah. had a good draft. No, and again, it's one of those things with people fall into him. Kyle, Hamil- uh, Kyle Hamilton fell because some teams were worried that he was a little too slow. And so he dropped, even though he was projected to be a top 10, he dropped. So that, that worked out really well for the Ravens. Uh, Linderbaum, very good center he's, available. He's a good offensive v- lineman. Very good center available for them who can also play guard if they need him to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was good. Uh, Ojabo, they're taking a chance. But you want to talk about the guy, an edge rusher with the highest ceiling in the entire draft of any player. He's a redshirt sophomore. Uh, this kid is is raw and talented. Now, how much... Uh, of his success was playing with Hutchinson, we'll find out, right? Yeah. Uh, and also, how can he come back from a gruesome Achilles injury? But it was great value to pick him there. I don't blame him, especially with the number of draft picks that they had available to take him when they did. Um, so, no, it was a good draft for them. And then they went with more system guys. I think, you know... You know, like you, you can see they like the big the Big Ten and the yeah, Big 12. Yeah, Isaiah Likely, from the tight end from Coastal Carolina. You know, we'll see how he works out. But then Dem- Demarion Williams, a, the cornerback pick, um, and then uh, the, the other one, the other one was uh, that I thought was a bit of a reach for them, but but we'll another you know, punter from uh, Penn State round four. Go shuck yourself twenty dollars super chat. Yeah, the punter. You know, do you really need to? Here's the problem I have for the with the Ravens though, and why I won't give them an A in the draft. I thought they did very well, but I'm actually going to give them a B. Have you looked at their fucking wide receiver roster? Well, have you looked at the wide receiver? Yeah, didn't they just trade one? Um, that's how they got. (laughs) Into yeah. the, they, they traded Marquise Brown, which okay, I get that. Uh, AJ Brown got traded, and what did Houston? Uh, what did the Tennessee promptly do after trading AJ Brown? They drafted his replacement. Yep, they used the 18th pick to pick up a top six wide receiver in this draft. Did the Ravens forget that? Um, the Ravens apparently think that they're okay with their wide receiver room, which is when I say thin, um, is is a Understatement. Um, go ahead and try and name their wide receivers. Let me. Without. Well, I know. I know that they have a good tight end. Yes, they have um, one of the best in the one of the, the top three tight ends in the league. Mark Andrew is Steve Smith uh, Senior still there? No. Uh, Anquan Bolden. No. Uh, I have no fucking clue who else is on their wide uh, receiver roster. Marquise Brown was no. Their number one right wide out at this moment in time, as we sit here today. Their top receiver is Rashad Bateman. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's second uh, year, second year player out of Minnesota. Then they have uh the the incomparable uh Devin Duvernay, uh Jalen Moore, James Prochet the second, and Benjamin Victor. 
Oh, yeah, Benjamin Victor. And He's the, from Ohio State. He is. Um, he had some good stats last year. I don't think he played. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, of course, yeah. And then, of course, uh, who could forget we, Tylen Wallace? Well, I mean, maybe they'll sign. Uh, no, Tylen Wallace, they did sign as no, an undra. Maybe, um, maybe they'll sign Landry. Um, maybe. maybe there's there's words that there's word on the street is he he's considering going back to Cleveland. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty. I would go back to Cleveland with the quarterback they have. Yeah. Well, if I have to choose between having the ball thrown to me by occasionally by Lamar Jackson or often by Deshaun Watson. Though, don't forget. Uh, according to Little Purple, Tyler Huntley is the next big thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't. I think you missed that. He's show. a great. He's a great backup, right? Yeah, he's a good. He's a good backup. I mean, he he had flashes of you know uh, being a, a above average quarterback in the league. Yeah, I I just don't get it. I don't get if you're the Ravens. First of all, if you're grading the draft, okay, how can you not look at wide receiver as a position of need for this team? I don't care that you have Mark Andrews. You know why? Kelsey was so good in fucking Kansas City. Because he had wide receivers? He had, they had dynamic threats on the outside. Okay? Uh, Marquise Brown stretched the field for you. Now what are you going to do? Who's that guy? I mean, Devin Duvernay, could, I mean, maybe? Rogers Dawson said Julio Jones or Debo Samuel could be an option. I mean, do you really think Debo wants to go to Baltimore? No. You uh, think he, that he wants to go from San Fran to Baltimore? From one, you know... A, a, a team that doesn't really, but and and here's the other thing for Debo. Why would why does he want out? I don't get it. They're they are they they turned him into a household name by utilizing him to the best of his abilities there. And nothing's ever really come out. That yeah, why I, he wants to leave? I don't get that. Like that that doesn't make any sense to me. We're gonna take this one. I think it's USF uh, Insider. USFL. Yeah, USFL Insider. But I also want to. There's uh, Heather Spin Instructor wants to know what you thought about the draft. Uh, but the Giants draft. Oh, I thought they did okay. Again, but we can get into that after we get our USFL update. I'm not the USFL guy. Down the sub. Oh, you have the same oh, area code. Blew it. Hold well, on. He has the same area code. Sorry, <laughs> somebody else is calling. Is that the warm line? No, that's not the warm line. Oh. We could hang up on Alan real quick and go to it, but no, no, no. Alan, how's it going, Alan? What's up? Can we put a moratorium on people comparing any draft pick, whether it's a six-round pick or first-round pick, to Tom Brady? Yeah, right. I mean, Brady is a once in a in a lifetime pickup where he got listen, drafted. The Kansas State guy. He uh-huh. won a lot of big Sky- I'm very excited about Skylar Thompson and his eight inch hands. He makes my hands seem big. And well, <laughs> I know that when they put it up on the dra- they put they, everybody puts a comp on the high end and the low end. But I think you should just throw Tom Brady out. No one gets compared to him. I think I think that's a fair point, and uh, you wouldn't hear it on this show because we don't use crutches like that. No, I would. I'm trying to find who the next. Who is another quarterback in the sixth, seventh round that started? That's decent. <laughs> started and is decent is a whole lot different than the greatest <laughs> of all fucking hey, time. But that's what I'm saying. Can we find one of those guys and say that's you know who it is? Yeah. Because I mean, who was a sixth, seventh round quarterback that actually played? Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know. Was he? No, I don't think he was that low. Was he fifth? Oh, um. So Brian, on the the picking the guy 
versus seven. Oh fuck, he was seventh round. Uh, there, oh, look at Matroni draft. with the sports There we knowledge. go. All right, listen, Ryan Fitzpatrick. If you want to compare him to anybody, he's going to be the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's a that's a much more realistic fair. And comp. by the way, that guy loved Ryan Fitzpatrick. He loved right. him. You yeah, did it. That, that's perfect. Yep. There we go. Yep. So what were you going to say, Alan? Oh, so I've heard that sometimes teams jump up because. Like, I know later in rounds, as players start to fall, they kind of prefer to not be drafted because then they sometimes a player that's not drafted can get a larger signing bonus when other teams are trying to get him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But and and they can slot it into the sixth round. And they can get into a better position for them to have a chance to start. You know, mm-hmm. you, you get onto a team that's loaded at tight end and they just want an insurance policy tight end, so they draft you, and then you're one of the first cuts and you don't get to catch on with any other team, you kind of get fucked. Or by the time you do, it, everyone's already comfortable, you're coming in week two, three, four, and you're looking, you're fucked. Yeah, then. no, I'm, I'm with you. I would, I, if, if I had a choice between being drafted in the seventh round or or, or signing as an undrafted free agent, I'm taking the UDFA route because you got just as good of a chance of making the roster if you go out there and impress. I will say if a team uses draft capital on you, you're, you're unlikely to be immediately cut. You're probably second round of cuts. Or to the end, at least with the six sevens. You'll probably make it to the end of training camp. Yeah. Unless you just come out looking like complete So you shit. get more of a chance to show yourself, but yeah, no, I'm with you. If you're like the 260th pick or, or an undrafted free agent, you, you can control your destiny as a UDFA. Yeah, you're kind of like going through college recruiting at that point. So. Yeah, and you can yeah find a, a position that works for you. But very good point on that. Yes, thank you, Alan. All right, have a good show, guys. You too, Alan. So uh, somebody wanted to know about the New York Giants. Yeah, I thought, Heather's I, been instructor. Yeah, I thought they did well. Um, you know, the Thibodeau pick, I think, was okay. Um, you know, he's he's a good edge rusher. Um, Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Well, you can't go too wrong with that pick there. Uh, you need to definitely beef up that offensive line. Yeah. So again, this is looking at their positions of need and how they how they went about addressing it. The number one need was an offensive lineman, a tackle, and they they went out there and got one of the best ones available. Then they needed a linebacker. Um, you know, they they got Thibodeau off the edge, and then Micah McFadden. Um, you know, mm. you know, kind of a, a but, but it's one of those early he, he, he early fifth up, round yeah. guys. That can provide you some some depth and 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 you know what you need to have to compete. Um, they address the tight end position with Daniel Bellinger. Um, again, you know he was a litany of these. <laughs> I would call them crapshoot tight ends. Um, I don't think any of them are going to come out of this draft and be superstars. I don't think we'll see a top five tight end emerge from this year's lot. Uh, but a, a lot of these guys could be solid second tier. You know, if we're talking about it in fantasy perspectives, um, eight through fifteen type guys, uh, and and so they they took a shot on that. So good job by the Giants addressing their needs. What would you grade them? Because uh, a lot of a lot of places have them with an A. Yeah, I'd say B plus overall, uh, based upon well, we, and and again, when you're saying a lot of places have, they had a ton of draft capital, right? Yes, they did. Uh, when you're picking eight picks, I believe. Uh, yeah, two, four, six, eight. Well, they they ended up with eleven. Oh fuck! Did they? Oh, yeah. they do. Okay. They wow. may have traded back and and done some things, but they picked you know they picked uh, five of the first eighty one guys. It's pretty good. So that's you know that that definitely will improve them. I will say uh, the Wandale Robinson. Uh, you know, you better hope he's he's a great slot type receiver. He's undersized. 
Um, I think there were better receivers available at that time. Um, but, you know, w- whatever. It, it, it may work out. They may see something in him. But 58178. Let's show me those show me those uh those Hall of Famers in the NFL at that position. You know? And it's not like he's a burner. Four 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 is good. Not that good. But I, that small. I will get into now the, the steal of the draft, the absolute home run pick of all home run picks. Um we're able to get better, didn't reach, waited, and Christian Watson. The Second round, number two pick that Green Bay traded up to get um, after shockingly not picking a receiver with the 22nd or 28th pick or even trading up to get one. But my hat's off to him because I think Christian Watson has the highest ceiling out of any wide receiver in this year's draft. He ran a nice 440. Uh, this four guy three. is a specimen. Father was an NFL player. Six foot five, two. Two, no, 230. Yeah, it's like 230. 6'5", 235-ish two, speed. Um, he's got to work on his hands. He, he Granted, he was a, a F, FCS player at North Dakota State, but um, this kid can play football. But isn't that what they said about uh, Scan- what was his name? MVS? Yeah. Is, yeah. MVS was never, I, I'm a huge USF fan and follow them. He was never going to be an, an NFL number one. And he first of all, he was a third round pick. I no, believe. no, I meant I meant just being a burner. He he, he came up and struggled so, with hands. So yeah, hands were a problem for him, but also route running. MVS was never a precise route runner. He was a, a, a throw and go type of guy, right? So Quentin Flowers was able to just chuck it up downfield 50 yards, and MVS would go up and get it. And that's the nice part. It's a great, great strategy to have in college. Yeah. uh, Because MVS, there there weren't safeties keeping up with him. There weren't corners keeping up with him. The safeties had to draw in because Quentin could run. Uh, No, Christian Watson is a far more complete receiver than MVS. He He has the potential to be a legitimate number one in the National Football League. Uh, they had a need, and they immediately addressed it. They also doubled up with Rom- Romeo Dubs, um, the kid out of Nevada, another solid wide receiver pickup. So they had a glaring hole, and they filled it. And they filled it without reaching. That's that's why I take my hat off to uh, to Green Bay because they didn't trade. They didn't panic and trade up. They addressed the defensive side of the ball with two absolute fucking studs. Devontae Wyatt was talked about, you know, possibly going in in the early 20s. They got him at 28. And then Quay Walker, um, you know, you've got a guy who was one of the leaders on Georgia's defense, and you get him at 22. Yep. You, you don't have to move up to get the wide out. You get the guy you want. I mean, this <laughs> show me a guy physically in this entire draft who is more impressive than Christian Watson. There isn't one. That's that's the answer on this. So as difficult and tough as I can be on on Green Bay at times, and this is uh, to me they they nailed it. They nailed it with with those picks. Uh, they got better where they needed to, and uh, they will have a, a a real chance to. Um, compete in the NFC again this year, I think, if, if, and it, there is a, a risk there, Christian Watson pans out. Well, from one wide receiver team to another, 4-4-3. What's happening, guys? I wanted to talk the NBA playoffs for you. Yeah? What's happening? Is Giannis uh, lighting it up for, for Milwaukee? 
I don't know. I don't fucking watch that. Um, the draft, the Ravens. What do you guys think? Well, we just talked about. We them. talked we, about it already. Yeah. Um, but we thought they we thought they did well. The problem for them is, your, dude, your wide receiver room is horse shit. We'd love to hear oh. your take on that one. You trade away Marquise Brown and then you don't replace him. I don't get it. I don't think. Well, so. I think blah, what, blah, blah. He's making excuses. Yeah, right now, he's Brian. got nothing prepared. You know, remember, he's got his, nothing prepared. His team wasn't. Well, his team sucked because they were all you injured. Know, you see, great job. Look, you, you address the secondary. Secondary is probably the best in the league. Okay, I'll give you that. You drafted more tight ends because you guys know what you're doing there. Um, you, you, you cannot historically draft wide receivers. That's why we stayed away from it. I think we are going to pick up Jarvis Landry or OBJ. And we'll see how that pans out. So but your your entire season, your entire hopes for the 2022 football season rest with hoping that one of the two viable free agents remaining will come to your team. Okay. What did Don't we forget do? Julio Jones, Brian. Oh, I'm sorry. Julio Jones. Stats. What were our passing stats in 2019? Where did the ball go? It went to back? at the fullback. It went to Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst, and the running backs. And Lamar Jackson was running the ball and throwing the ball to them. 2019, we had the best offense in the league, arguably, and we didn't need any wideouts. Who did we have that year? I don't know. we got to go all the way back to 2019. The league has adjusted to Lamar Jackson. The the jig is up. He has to be able to throw the ball. You're not going to win shit if you don't get another wide receiver. Mark my words. The Ravens will okay. not be a playoff team if they don't get another wide Brian, out. Brian, can I just tell him who his wide receivers were? He Good. had uh, Willie Sneed. Who? Willie Sneed. No, I mean, he's decent. Uh, Chris Moore. Was this the 2019 roster? Yes. Okay. Uh, Marquise Brown. Well, you were my point. Marquise Brown was, I think, a rookie. He that was year. a he was a rookie and that Nick year. Nick Boyle. No, they had. That, he's right. They had shit That's wide it. receivers. Miles Boyd. Yeah, but that was 2019. Yeah, I know. Okay, where Lamar Jackson won the MVP, and we <sighs> yes, we shat the bed, shit the bed in the playoffs because you didn't I have understand. a fucking wide receiver. That's why. Yeah. Okay. So, do you want to just? Is the goal just to make the playoffs, or is it to try and win championships? Because if you're just going to try and make the playoffs, your defense is definitely good enough to do that. You'll make the playoffs, and then guess what's going to happen? You're going to get fucking curb stomped in the first round of the playoffs because you don't have a number one ro- wide out on your roster. Brian, this is going to be a hot take right now. Take Mark. Take Mark Andrews as your number one fantasy tight end because that guy's going to have two hundred targets. Right, he's going to have to. He's yeah. going to have to. He's going to have all the targets he, and all the touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Mark Andrews is the number one tight end in the league now. Look, that I, is not a. I, I give I give the Ravens credit and get they got great value in the draft. Their first three picks were home runs. All that credit in the world. Doesn't change the fact that you don't have a fucking wide receiver in a league that requires you to have two, and you don't have any. You have a guy who might be good enough to be a number two as your number one at this moment. Well, that's what that's all Marquise Brown was as well. No, Marquise Brown was a number two. Who? We are, no, you're right. You, you had you had two twos at least. Yeah, but you don't have you know you don't even have and how, Marquise wait, Brown. Hold on, and how did your season end? What'd you guys do in the playoffs? Because he was hurt. We were number one in the AFC. Lamar Jackson gets hurt. We lose six straight, miss the playoffs. Yippee. Because you had no wide receivers for your backup quarterback to throw to. Who had to run around the whole time. Yeah. 
didn't have either of our starting running backs all season. <sighs> Lamar Jackson took us eight and three when he was playing. Hold on, and then we little leave. purple. But now you're saying is that he did that with Lamar with at least a Marquise Brown, and now he doesn't even have that. Yeah. So you got Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, Jason's Jason's cousin. <laughs> Rashad Bateman is going to be very close to a number one receiver. No, too. he will, no, he will not. He will be a number two, and and you do not have a number one. You know this in your heart of hearts, and you know that in this NFL, if you don't have a number one wide receiver, you have zero point zero chance of winning it all. Which is all that it's all about. And the window's closing. Lamar will be gone after this season, and and the and the Ravens will flounder in obscurity. Just like the Bucks when Tom Brady retires again? We'll see, probably, but at least the Bucks still have a number one wide receiver. Yeah, and we have a Super Bowl championship in the last five years. Uh, yeah, congrats. Thank you. Thank like you. <laughs> Thank you. We'll, we'll end on that note. Congrats yeah. to us, Lummy. Thank you, congrats Little Purple. You know, he's angry. His last place team finished dead last in their division. In the NFC North. AFC North. AFC North, sorry. It, it was very AFC difficult. North. They had very, a lot of injuries, by yeah, the way, Yeah, so Brian. many injuries. Um, you know, they, look, they the, beat the, the Chiefs early in the season who had nobody, right? Then uh, I'm, looking, by I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking for those wins over quality teams. I'm uh, looking for those wins over quality teams. Colts were quality. Uh, actually, that's when they started out No, slow. they weren't. Yeah, they I mean, where, where are the victories over playoff teams? Where are the victories? The Chiefs. And the Chiefs stumbled out of the gate. Okay? So tell me, show me, what, what playoff teams did they beat last year, Lummy? Um, I mean, while, while Lamar Jackson was leading them to an 8-3 and three record, what were the playoff teams that he beat? Um, oh, zero? The Bears didn't make the playoffs. No, they beat the Chiefs. That was it. 36-35 when the Chiefs were playing like dog shit to start the year. That's it. Don't try and bust me up with your big two-point victory at the Lions. Come on. <laughs> that was early on. Yeah. That's when Lamar was playing. He said, oh, they were 8-3 and three under Lamar. Yeah, and they played the fucking weakest schedule you've ever seen in your life. They start playing teams with a pulse, and they lose. Now, they played more defensive, close-knit games because they had to change their strategy. Maybe if they had a number one wide receiver, Marquise Brown was a number two, Maybe if they had a legitimate number one wide receiver, they might have been able to compete. But no. go get another corner and another safety and, uh, and another tight end. The, the tight and tight don't, end. Don't, worry about, don't worry about that wide receiver position. I bet this fad of needing three wideouts in the NFL is going to end very soon. No, Brian, what it's going to happen is that they're going to need three tight ends. Yeah. They're so, going to be running three tight end sets. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and they're just going to dump it off to Andrews. And Lamar Jackson's going to be so happy he's going to sign a 10-year contract with the Ravens and stay. Yeah. Or he's going to be out of there. Oh, he every every quarterback likes to be in a lame duck season. So that especially a running quarterback who's one injury away from not having any contract waiting for him or having a, you know, losing, you know, 2 years guaranteed off his contract. The fact that he has not signed is such a gigantic red flag. Such a tremendously large red flag. I I'm very nervous if I'm a Ravens fan. Listen, that's why Little Purple was yelling so much because he's he's nervous as shit. He knows they have no wideouts. If you have no wideouts, you have no chance in this NFL. But he did say defense still wins championships. Um, last I checked, it 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 helps. <laughs> it helps. Okay, you do have to be a complete team still, and they've got that side of the ball. Okay, I, I'll grant you that. I'll grant you that. But where are the twenty? 
eight points, 26 to 28 points a game you're going to need to score to win in the NFL coming from with that lineup. Wait, Brian, is this not 2001 with Trent Dilfer and the Baltimore Ravens defense winning it all? Yeah, it's not. It's not the same league? It's not the same league. <laughs> no, we're two decades removed from that. Well, listen, you know, they got a good defense. They do. They got no wide receivers and one tight end. They've got a team that looks destined to go um, 11 and 6 and get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Who's their running back this year? Uh, they've got all the running backs. They've got all the running backs that are unproven uh, or injured in last year and didn't do shit. Devontae got, Freeman's still on there? Um, no, they've got all. They have two. They've got. They, now, I will say this they have a, a rookie, a one year, a two year, a three year, a four year, and a five year running back in their running back room. <laughs> they have one from each draft class. <laughs> so they've got that. You know, they've got the running back situation. Look, the NFL running backs mean very little, especially when you have a running quarterback like Lamar Jackson. But, um, you know, they've got Dobbins, they've got Edwards, they've got Hill, they've, they've they got the Tyson Williams guy, uh, they've got guys who can play, they don't have an elite running back in that backfield, uh, but they have decent enough running backs, that's not their problem, I'm not on them for not improving at the running back position, uh, I'm on them because they have probably the most, path- now as it stands at this moment, maybe the most pathetic wide receiver room in the NFL. You don't think they maybe should have uh, used one of those fourth-round picks instead of drafting a punter, maybe grab a wide receiver? Well, no, because you, they're going to be playing a lot of field position battles without a wide receiver to throw to. So they want to get their defense in the best position? That's is that what it. You're you know, you're, clearly your strategy is to win a lot of 13-10 to 10 games this season. Well, I mean, that, yeah, that makes a lot and, of sense. And field position makes the difference in that scenario. What did you think of uh, the Cleveland Browns, even though they didn't have many draft picks? What did you think of their draft? I really haven't looked at what they did, quite honestly. I'm not. Uh, I, 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 the Browns are completely irrelevant until they know. Until <laughs> we know Deshaun Watson isn't going to miss any games, <laughs> and then they'll be relevant. Look, they're one of those teams when you don't pick until number sixty-eight. Like, of course, your draft isn't going to look great. I mean, they had a lot of late picks. Uh, I'll tell you, Jerome Ford, round five, pick 13 out of Cincinnati's great fucking pick. Well, he's a good running back. Awesome running back. Awesome. I don't understand this new fascination with picking up specialty specialist guys in the fourth round. I that don't, looked like they did a big run on the fourth round. Like They, they went with the place kicker. I, I don't, you know, uh, draft. Come on. <laughs> You get those. You can get great kids who can play uh, and, and do almost as good. Like that's the thing is like the difference between uh, getting a decent running back or wide receiver in the fourth or fifth round and getting one as an undrafted free agent is that that's a pretty substantial gap. But kicker and punter, there's not a huge difference there. Well, do you remember when, for the most part? Well, I mean, most of the time, the special teamers, the kickers, and the punters were always probably either the seventh or picked up in the right free agency. This the, new fourth round thing started to happen the last few years. Yeah, well, the Bucks have been uh, not too good with. Well, the Bucks the made Bucks. The, the Aguayo pick was terrible, but Horrible. I mean, J- the Janikowski pick. You know, people got on the Raiders about that, but he he had value for them at least. Well, didn't he, they also pick their punter in the first round or second round? Yeah, they 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 went with that route. <laughs> But they had them both. At least they had them both for like their whole career. Yeah, like twenty years, yeah. and they were studs. You got at it. value out of that. Now it may not have been you know the same amount of value all at once that you get out of a stud tight end or 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 quarterback or or offensive lineman. But they got value out of those picks. They- My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post clean clarity you get when you're talking. 
walking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. They were not as terrible as they seemed at the time. But um, looking at uh, further at Cleveland here, you know, I, they've got some decent guys um, that, that they picked up. It, it's tough when you're in the middle of the pack and, and picking those those guys up. Uh Mike Woods out of out of Oklahoma is a decent pick. Um, I like him better than um, Wandale Robinson. Uh, quite honestly, I just think Robinson doesn't really have a place in this league at, at his height and size. Um, you know, Mike Woods will be a, 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 a fourth a fourth guy, but but he has he has potential at least. Yeah, I don't mind that pick. Uh, you know, a late pick like that, I like. And, and, and a kid who played at a, at a at a school that that you know throws the ball around. You know, always you see these great wideouts, these slot guys come from schools like Texas Tech, and yeah, they just throw five wide. Where, yeah, where these guys are out there running routes, very precise routes, um, all day long. So give me a give me one of those June Jones guys. I like it. Another one I want to is the Bengals. A lot of people are they they said they had a good draft, but they're they're kind of questioning if the you know if they, if you think they could be back in the playoffs next year. I mean, do I think they could be back in the playoffs? Yeah, a lot of people I mean, are starting to question it, like if it was just a one and done. 
I don't know why. I don't but. think they're a flash in the pan team. Um, I think they're young. If if as long as everybody continues to get better, as long as they don't become complacent, um, I I think that they're they're set they're set to compete. I mean, well, they I mean, improved they did, it they, offensive line, and they 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 covered their 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 one big thing was their defensive backs. Right, they were getting torched, and but they improved the offensive line in free agency, right? And, yeah, and still our guy. Yeah, but I mean, they got better at that position. Sure did. Uh, and then, yeah, they they shored up their their secondary. I mean, three of their first five picks were were secondary guys. So you know they they've addressed their problems, and we'll see how it uh, how it all pans out. I mean, these you know you're, you're you're counting on second and third and fourth rounders to to perform for you. There was another one I was going to ask you, but I can't think of it. I want to see. Did you see the Europe the Europe games now? They uh, they released some today. Yeah, the Bucks are playing the Seahawks in Germany. Yeah. Um, What's your feelings on the Germany game? I mean, I like our odds against the fucking oh, Seahawks. I love our odds against. <laughs> I love our odds about that. But I mean, like, what's your feeling on them just now? Now Germany, they're going to go into you know what, Wembley. I mean, it's money. You know that I, I don't blame them, and I, I don't blame Jacksonville for signing a three-year contract with the NFL to be guaranteed a game in London through twenty twenty-four. Uh, you know, you get money over there, and uh, I don't have a problem with them growing the sport internationally. You know, they added the extra game, so yeah, the Bucks are losing a home game, but they're not really because they still have eight. So yeah, you don't think that really takes a beating on those teams that got to travel over there? Travel no, because back. they, they, do they, get they that time week. it with their bye week. I know, but still, so, it, no, I it don't. seems like sometimes they don't really bounce back as much. But maybe because they're sending a lot of shitty teams over there, but it just seems like they're well, they're not. I mean, historically, they've given shitty shitty teams to that, but but they're trying to step it up. They're trying to get them some better matchups. I mean, this marks the first time the Packers have ever been sent overseas. They were the last team in the NFL to not play internationally, and they're finally going to do that this season. Do you predict there's going to be an NFL team in Europe in the next five years? It's so tough to do, and the only way I could really see it working would be if they literally played all their home games in a row or at least like a month at a time, so go like four, 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 and they would have to have some sort of home base in the United States. Um, so they would have to have, you know, obviously a, a, a facility here where they could practice on the weeks that they're not traveling back and forth. You don't think they would do what Stu tried to do? Split between the two? I think that's a, a bad idea. I think it's a horrible for, idea. For the NFL, but... well, and I'll tell you, it's it works in baseball a little bit better, because they have the volume of games, right? You've still got 80, 81 games, so 40-plus 40 home games. Yeah. In the NFL, you've only got eight or nine home games a season, and so you can't afford to be giving away half of those and maintain fan interest. So, no, I don't agree with a split-season plan for an NFL team in Europe. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing... It would be somewhat interesting. What it what it does too is it opens up the TV window right into the nine thirty, and that's what the NFL likes because now you're you're literally getting an extra uh, window for games, and so it makes the TV contract more attractive. Um, I, I think you you probably would have two teams out there, and I think they'd probably would be looking at a Germany and and uh, 
and a London team. You know, so you think they would want to put two out there if they were going to put at least one? They, you, you say they want to put two. I think you. I think they probably would. I think they're starting to test the German market again to see if it if it would. They know that London will. They know that they can they can field a, a successful team there. The the question is, would you have another one? And and I think the ultimate question is, could you get to four? Could you get could you get a, a, a enough to support an entire division? Oh man! Oh yeah! I mean, I guess that, that would make more sense. It would make a lot more because sense. because obviously, you know, you half then your games yeah. are divisional, and so you don't They're, have the, yeah. the, the the travel issues. And then you could even work like you're saying, where you do that home and away, where those teams come out play their, you know, maybe yeah. a little more away. Yeah, you games. do your divisional games. You break up, so you, you kind of break the season up into, into into quarters. So you do one round of divisional games, right? Then you do. One round uh, where two of the teams would come over here and play four consecutive road games. Yep. And then you would have the next two teams come over here, and then those two teams would go back and play their four consecutive home games. Yeah. The issue that you have from the NFL is what you do with the teams. You're, you are penalizing the U.S.-based teams that have to travel over there and then travel back. Would they make it, though, two bye weeks maybe? You'd have to probably at that point add another bye week, and then make it obviously uh, eighteen weeks, but two bye weeks, which I don't think the NFL players would probably scoff at an extra bye week. No, I, I think you get down then to two preseason games, yeah, uh, and maybe just add a couple scrimmages, um, you know, where where they're not full on games. But no, I'm, it's there. I think the way it works best is with was with four teams and having their own division. I just don't know that they have four markets that can support teams there uh, you, at this stage. Do you ever see one in Canada, in Toronto? I could see one there potentially, and I could see one in Mexico City, and, and they're exploring that as well. Um, I remember the last game they tried to play in Mexico City. It was uh, canceled. Because, yeah, the turf. They're yeah. trying it again this year. Are they? It's um, I want to say it's San Fran and Arizona this year. Hmm. But they're they're trying it again. I I, I briefly read the article before the show. There's, 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 yeah, I you're think right. It came it's Arizona, out. Arizona, San Fran, November twenty first, Monday night game. Yeah, in Mexico City. The Bucks have never won uh, internationally, by the way. Zero and three all time. Oh. Losing to I believe if I'm re- reading the article correctly in my head, New England, uh, Carolina, and Atlanta. I believe I watched that New England game in Mexico. When I was with Ernest Graham when he blew out his knee and the Bucks were looking pretty good. I think I was what oh, f- oh they five? yeah they, they got destroyed that game thirty five to seven or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Ernest Graham and the Bucks were. I think they were started out like two three and one. Ernest Graham blew his knee out. I think they started five and one. I think that was yeah because I was in Mexico watching it, drinking a lot of whiskey at nine a or what was it three? It was like seven a.m. I think. Whew, it was a bad game. Bad day, yeah, bad day. Oh, that was a Freudian slip. Bad day. It was a bad gay. Bad day. <laughs> I was not happy. But uh, yeah, I did not know they were on three there. Well, yeah, they, they haven't uh, done well across the pond. Hopefully, they can pull the nose up on uh, Seattle. What do you, I mean with Seattle though? What are they going to do for quarter? Do you where where's Baker going? Who cares? Uh, well, listen, there was a lot of speculation he was going to come to Tampa for a, a, a mid-round pick. No, nobody the Browns want, were going to pick it. Nobody wants But why doesn't him? Seattle want him? Because they, they know what a fucking loser he is. I've told you, let me, why, are, are we going to have this conversation every season about Baker Mayfield? Why did I tell you that the Browns weren't going to do jack shit last year? 
Because of uh, Baker Mayfield. Because they had no leadership. Their locker room sucked. They have no winners on that team. And Baker Mayfield's the 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 leader of that loser pack. And what happened to Cleveland? They shit the bed. They shit the bed. Exactly like we thought they would. They were who we thought they were. Now, they still technically finished ahead of Baltimore in the standings, but that's neither here nor there. Well, I mean, Baltimore had a lot of injuries. You don't understand. I do. I, no, I understand when the, the schedule talk got tough, they got the fuck going. Steelers, Browns, Packers, Bengals, Rams, Steelers to end the year. L, 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 L. Don't forget that overtime loss to yeah. possibly make the playoffs. I, I, I can read the letter L. All Today's letter is the letter L. This show's sponsored on Sesame Street by L. the letter L. Well, they, mean, are, are they entering the season with the longest losing streak in the NFL? I believe so. I believe they may be. Because or, or, I, Jacksonville uh, took care of business against uh, the Colts. Yeah. So I believe they yeah. are. Or, or the Texans, they won one later in the year, right? Yeah. The yeah. Texans actually weren't looking too bad toward the later of the year. So the Baltimore Ravens have the longest active losing streak in the NFL. Now, can you imagine if they start like 0-5? Yeah, that'd oof. be oof, oof. Little purple will be eating his words here. Oh man, and then and then Lamar definitely isn't resigning. Oh no, he probably requests a trade halfway through the year. Get out of that shithole town. Um, so <laughs> so uh, obviously, so you're not you're not obviously. I know you're not a Baker fan, but you just you see Seattle maybe going with a Drew Locke or uh, that Georgia quarterback. I can't think of his name, but um, their backup last year. Yeah, I mean, obviously they Larson? were not uh, wowed. Jacob by, Eason. Yeah, they're not. They were not wowed by the crop of QBs in this draft. I think the biggest shock to me was was Willis falling to number the, to the third round. Rather, I, I think that was probably to me what, what I didn't see. I, I thought teams would get more desperate, and they never did. Well, what, what what do you see in your comments on uh, the Tannehill with him coming out saying, I'm not going to... That's a terrible fucking leader there. I, I don't like it. You know, they asked if he was going to mentor, for those who don't know, they asked Ryan Tannehill if he was going to mentor Malik Willis, and he said that's not what he's here to do. If the kid happens to learn some stuff from me along the way, that's fine. Um, you know, I, I understand why Tannehill's worried because it would make sense for Tennessee to part ways with him after this season makes too much money this year, but yeah, so next, next year. but next year it's only eighteen point eight million in dead cap versus I think uh, a thirty six million full on cap hit, so or or twenty five twenty five million something like that. It, it's a it's a pretty big difference, a big enough to justify cutting him if you think Willis can help you win. Now you're coming off a disappointing season for for Tannehill. Uh, granted, Brown was injured. Uh, Henry was injured. Julio Jones was Julio Jones. So they didn't have, you know, they could use the same excuses that Baltimore would, but they are not losers, so they're not going to do that in in Tennessee. Well, Tannehill also went to therapy after the playoffs. Well, and he probably he went, through, he went through a lot of. He said he was in a dark space after that playoff loss. Yeah. Well, at least they made the playoffs. You know, they had all those injuries and they still made the playoffs. Well, so that my, is true. My hats yeah. off to the Titans because you know they still won twelve games and and they didn't use all the injuries as an excuse. True. Because they're winners. They're not losers. Hundred percent. I mean, what do you? Well, okay. How about this one? What do you? What did you think of that AJ Brown trade? I like it. Titans. I like it for the Eagles. I li- first of all, the Eagles fired their entire 
scouting department. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that tells you all you need to know about the Eagles draft yeah. when they're like, yeah, let's just trade for somebody because we don't trust a single motherfucker yeah. who's working for us right now. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think it could be good for the e- – here's the thing. I know what you're saying the Titans they drafted their replacement and that that rookie wide receiver is going to be good, but he's not going to be AJ Brown no. out of the gate. That's number one, and so you've you've already blew it with Julio. Then you unload Brown. Now you've got if you're if you're Tennessee and you're sitting there looking at this and you're thinking you know are 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 they kind of in an early rebuild. Are they preparing to cut Tannehill? Are they, are, you know? And then what are you thinking when you're Derrick Henry? Yeah, I mean, you've only got a, a couple of good back, yeah. years. I mean, you're running, you're running back. You could, you could be one of those running backs, Adrian the Adrian Peterson, Peterson yeah. type that those once a generation guys that plays your whole career. But you're, I mean, if you're if you're Tennessee, what are you thinking, Lummy? Well, I mean, at this point right now, it looks like they want to get a, they want to get away from Tannehill. They're 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 not sold on him. I do like that rookie, the wide receiver that they did bring in, but he has no AJ Brown. They were set up. They were the number one team uh, coming out of there in the AFC. They did have an, they lost nineteen to sixteen to the Bengals. After all those losses, they finished twelve and four. They, they I think that if they would have stayed the course this year, I feel the Titans would still be probably one of the best teams in the AFC. Now. You got a rookie wide receiver. You kind of have an un- upset, uh, unhappy number one quarterback who's already saying he's going to therapy because he's in a dark place. Derrick Henry, yeah, he's recovered from an injury, but is this a sign that Derrick Henry might be, you know, going to maybe four or five games next year again? You know what I mean? It's it, Julio Jones is gone. Ah. I think I think they'll they'll make the playoffs, and I think if they don't advance, Tannehill's gone. And it's almost like you, it's a it's a minor rebuild. They're they, they're, they're one of the better defenses in the AFC, so they've got that going for them. They also have going that they happen to play in the AFC South. So, but yeah, the Colts. I mean, the, the Colts, Colts are going to Matt be good. Ryan. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. They, but but the, Houston ain't going to do shit. No, but and the Jacksonville Colts, ain't going to do no, shit. No, but the Colts have a, a really good offensive line, and Matt Ryan hasn't had an offensive line, I don't think, in his career. No, and he's got some weapons. You know, he's got some weapons there to use. I, I think. I think. Uh, uh, you know, Taylor Pittman. and Pittman Jr. I think Pittman's going to be really. I think good he's going to have. I think he's he's was supposed to be the breakout guy this year. I think that, that this is truly the year that he's a breakout guy. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it, it's they're still winning their division, Tennessee, just based upon their defense and Derrick Henry alone. They're going to battle with the Colts. The Titans will probably come out. The problem is. Is that Tannehill is probably gone after this season unless he just puts up ridiculous numbers? I will say this: the the <laughs> the, the Titans are giving uh, are giving Baltimore a run for the worst wide receiver room in the NFL. the The difference, though, is that they have Derrick Henry, yes, and nobody else does. So that's to me a, a, the difference maker. But the Titans' wide receiver room is is. But if he goes down, I mean, then they're just to use a word underwhelming. Um, it is it's it's pretty bad. I mean, it's the, <laughs> they have no real proven wideouts on their team. Um, I'm pulling up their roster now. It's it ain't it's, pretty. It's pretty bad. It's pretty. It's uh, ugly. Is is uh, I mean, Robert Woods now is probably their best wide receiver, and he's coming off of what two injury years in a row. Yeah. 
I mean, but the Westbrook Akinhi mm. guy is is not bad, but he's also not. I mean, he's a number three at best, right? You don't think Robert Robert? How bad was that? What did he have? He tore his knee. Yeah, he fucked himself up pretty good. I, yeah. I forget exactly what his injury was, but I want to say he's he's missed uh, chunks of of the last two of the last three years. I want to say. Um, let's see. I was trying to find. He played nine games last year. No, he he. It was uh, seventeen. He only played twelve games. All right, so that's not too bad. No, I thought I thought it was more recent, but it was two thousand seventeen was the last time he was injured. But, but he's only OBJ. he's only gone over a thousand yards once in his career. Yeah, but you got to think he was also getting passes thrown to him from Jared Goff. Yeah, that's true, and he had Cooper Cup gobbling up a lot yeah. on the other side. Oh no, I'm sorry, he missed the entire two thousand nineteen season with injury. Oh. So I, I was right. He's he, he only played half the year last year, missed all of 19. So he had 20 where he was fully healthy. So he, it's been since his best season in 2018 when he was last really, you know, truly a number a, a, a legitimate number one A, one B type guy. And now, you know, he's three years removed from that. He's missed a total of 24 games in three seasons. That's I'm looking at the I'm looking at their wide receivers. Oof. Yeah, it's not it's not pretty. Uh, I mean, if Robert Woods has anything left in the tank, um, he'll be a good number one for that team with the other young players they have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not too not too good. Adrian Peterson's up. Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess we'll see on that one. I mean, well, <clears throat> knowing the uh, AAC, I thought Atlanta did a pretty good job uh, picking up that Cincinnati quarterback. Desmond Ritter is a perfect complement to Marcus Mariota. So if you're looking, you know, the problem for Willis is what is he actually going to learn from Tannehill? Because they're two totally different fucking quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to thrive in the system that they currently have and that they're currently running in Tennessee, whereas Desmond Ritter will absolutely thrive learning behind Marcus Mariota. They're almost the same quarterback. It's too bad that Tyrod Taylor is now on the Giants because Tyrod Taylor would be a perfect quarterback for... Malik Willis to learn under. Yeah, well, it's too bad Tyrod Taylor's not good enough to start, but yeah. Well, every time he gets a start, he either um, breaks a rib, blows a leg out, has well, a doctor shove something into his lungs or whatever That's it was. a sign about a, a quarterback that he's just not the guy, right? Well, yeah, but you don't think, so is Danny Dimes going to start over Tyrod Taylor in, uh, for the Giants? Absolutely. They, they believe in him still. They wouldn't have picked up his option, right? Hmm. No, they, they and they and they went out and got the offensive line. Look, you can't. Part of it's on Danny Dimes, but Barkley's proven to be a paper tiger. Evan Ingram never panned out. Um, they they had wide receiver injuries out the ass last season. Um, you know, the, I, the Giants they're not going to be good. I'm no, not, not sitting here all. saying they're going to be good, but but um, Daniel Jones deserves one more season to try and not suck. I don't know if I see that really happening though. You don't Do think you? he's going to start this year? No, no, no. Being good. You, you said he has one more season to be good. To show that he can, yeah. to show that he can be that a competent NFL quarterback. I don't see that happening. I think the uh, Giants are going to be drafting a quarterback next season. But here's the thing. If you're the Giants, you either want to lose with Jones or or find out that he's good enough, right? You you can't you can't go and roll a Tyrod Taylor out there and win four or five games again. I mean, you would rather go out there and die with Jones or win with him. One way or the other, which I'm trying to think, who's the like the big quarterbacks coming up next year? I mean, this this year's quarterback 
draft was just horrible. Well, when you only have one guy taken in the first two rounds, you know it's a terrible draft class. I, I mean, was, historically I bad. The North Carolina kid. Sam Howell? Yeah. He's the one who I think is the most value. Uh, he, he went in the fifth round, right? First pick of the fifth round. Um, I think he's he's the best value in terms of all of them. Although Willis could be. You know, Willis is going to be a boom or bust type of guy. He could be the Lamar Jackson of this draft, or he could be... RG3. The RG. Well, his career got derailed because uh, Shanahan's a cocksucker. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. Well, say he sucks. Okay. <laughs> Shanahan was a, a shitty head coach. Um, but yeah, Sam Howell, pick five. The problem for him is he went to Washington, and that's where quarterbacks go to die. Yeah, I think you said that last week. Yeah. And that was before they drafted Sam Howell. Yeah. I mean, that guy had a huge arm. I mean, he was projected to be in the Heisman race. Well, he's he's not the most accurate thrower. He's more of a gunslinging type. Um, his measurables aren't quite there. He's a little bit undersized. Um, he does play with Moxie, so his Moxie's off the scale. But um, but no, I, I mean, I don't I don't see a guy in this draft ca- class that you look at. I, I don't blame. I will say this: I don't blame Pittsburgh for taking Pickett when they did and how they did because he definitely has the highest floor out of any quarterback in this draft. You know, he'll be at least mediocre. You can't even say that about the other guys. You want to you want to compare him to like a Jeff George? No, I don't want to compare him to anybody. Come on, we got to compare him to somebody. No, I, I'm I'm going to just say that out of but but he has small hands too for a, for a quarterback. And I think every quarterback in this draft had a small small hands, which I is has this been a I, I've never really heard the hands thing being that big of a deal though. Oh, that matters to NFL teams now. Yeah. I mean, I remember just the height thing with the Drew Brees being short to the Russell Wilson the gripping, being short. The gripping of the football. And, and, and see, that's Matt Coral is, is the most uh, prototypical size quarterback, you know, nine and five-eighths inch versus, you know, Kenny Pickett, eight and a half inches. You don't think an inch and a half in terms of, of, of hand, hand spread, you know, hand width makes a difference? Oh yeah, I mean, because obviously the NFL ball is totally different than the college. Than the ball. college ball, you're going to see a lot of fumbles out of this quarterback class. What uh, from Kenny? A lot Pickett of strip and... sacks. Oh yeah, well, I mean, if his hand is really only eight and a half inches, I mean that that this just seems too small. That's what I'm saying, Lummy. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying that just like all these quarterbacks that are coming out, that you know, no, Matt Coral's nine and five eighths. I mean, where did he go? Uh, I I was trying to. I was looking up average quarterback hands. Average quarterback hands. Yeah. He went to he went to Carolina. He's the heir apparent to Sam Darnold. There, he will he will get to compete day one for the starting job. Oh yeah, Sam Darnold. I think they 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 hate that. I mean, they hate that guy. Whoa, what nine and seven tenths? Yeah, buddy. I'm telling you. He's, what do you think? I was kidding. No, no, no. I uh, trust me. I just didn't know it was that big. Everyone said their hands were so small. Tom Brady to, was almost nine and a half, nine nine point four inches. Tom Brady's got nine and a half inch hands. Yeah, but that's still well, that'd be like the second biggest in this year's quarterback draft class. Because it's like the average, uh, wow, in first round picks, smallest to biggest. Wow, I, I'm 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 kind of blown away right now. Taysom Hill had the smallest of starting quarterbacks last year, eight and three quarters. Isn't he a tight end? Was he a tight end? Essentially, but hit, so so get this: he was eight and three quarters. P- 
Pickett's eight and a half. He's eight and a half. Aaron Rodgers is ten and an eighth. Man, can you imagine how big his dong his hog is? is? Yeah. Um, but but Pickett, eight and a half. He's got Burger King hands. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he would be the smallest. Wow. That's what I'm saying. It's a, he's to me that's almost disqualified. But see, like you look at Joe Burrow. I know that I think I remember hearing. I'm gonna say about nine and nine and three quarters. Nine, nine, and that's that it. and that was considered small. Yeah, half inch bigger than than Kenny Pickett. But I mean, Joe Burrow's can sling the rock. No, he can. It's look. It's not the end all be all. Well, like you said, like the fumbles. I totally get that. But it's not, and it's not the end all be all. But if you're a rook, if you're looking at these guys and you're like, are you going to be a franchise quarterback? Generally speaking. All right, let's go let, real quick. I know you got to leave at uh, yeah, but within about yeah five yeah. minutes or so. So if you look at quarterbacks with the big, say Russell Wilson, you would call a franchise quarterback. I mean, I, I don't know how good he is, but he's, t- he, he's the biggest though. But yeah, he's 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 up there. I mean, he's gone to a Super Bowl, right? And won it. Yep. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert. Now Trevor Lawrence, we don't know yet. Carson Wentz, oh, two has got a 10. All right, we're fading off here. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but with that, for the, start, the start of that list, it was almost like you're n- oh, listing yeah, exactly. off the top seven quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yeah, Sam Darnold and Tom Brady have the same. Zach Wilson. So, yeah, I mean, the only one that I say I don't see being a franchise quarterback is Tua. I'm still questioning Jalen Hurts. What do you, what's your opinion on Jalen Hurts? He ain't it. If you, here's here's you're disqualified if you played quarterback for Alabama at any point in time. Even Mac Jones, I mean he's been the, he's yeah yeah even you, him. You don't like Mac Jones? Show me something this year. Actually, put him in a position where he has to win games and let's see how he does. Alabama quarterbacks. There have not been a decent one since Joe Namath. <laughs> I gotta look this up. Bro. We've done this exercise before, dude. But I think I named one other guy. I, that, that was like marginally average, right? I think so. Yeah, I think they have one. Kenny Stabler. Yeah, okay. Sorry. That's the Bart other one. Bart Starr. Well, Bart Starr was I before, before Namath. I was just naming their quarterbacks that were actually pretty good. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that, buddy. Oh, well, okay. We got Kenny Stabler. Okay, that's it. Um, uh, look at the, let's look at the last 40 years. Let's go 42 years since 1980. Roll that beautiful footage. You ready for this? Don Jacobs, Ken Coley, Alan Gray, Walter Lewis, Mike Shula. Vince, Mike Shula. Not in the NFL? No. As a coach or no. a quarterback? Either. Vince Sutton, Jeff Dunn, David Smith, Gary Hollingsworth, Danny Woodson, Jay Barker, Brian Bergdorf, Freddie Kitchens, Lance Tucker, John David Phillips, Andrew Zhao, Tyler Watts, Brandon Avalos, Spencer Pennington, Mark Guion, Brody Coyle, John Parker Wilson, Greg McElroy, A.J. McCarron, Blake Sims, Jake Coker, Cooper Bateman, Blake Barnett, Jalen Hurts, Tua, Mac Jones, and now he's Bryce Young as their starter. Can you fucking believe that that's the list of Alabama starting quarterbacks in the last 42 years? I, I mean, I heard how many NFL gra- wins are in there. I mean, come on, maybe Brody Coyle. I there mean, may come be, on. there may be fifteen NFL wins total between all those guys. AJ McCarron, not counting Tua. Brody Coyle, Brody Brody Coyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg McElroy, the great Greg McElroy. Butch Hobson, drafted by the Jets, so you know he did well. John Parker Wilson. Yeah, 
He did great. Who got him? The Rams, was it? The Falcons. The Falcons? Well, I know he played for the Falcons. Yeah. No, you're right. He went undrafted, but played for the Falcons, <laughs> Jaguars, and Steelers. I mean, that's a pretty good, you know, yeah, that's not the best. But, okay. All right. Well, listen, I'm not high on Tua. I'm not high on Jalen Hurts either. I just know that Jalen Hurts, both of those quarterbacks now have a ton of weapons around them. I will say this. I don't think uh, McElroy got a fair shake. Greg? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his numbers his last two seasons were not terrible. He played 27 games. He comp- completed 65% of his passes for 34, 37 touchdowns versus nine picks. And that's not tragic. No, no that's actually not. Who was that? That was the, the bank? No, the bank. His hand span was nine and three-eighths inches, by the way. Oh, nice. That was, who was that with? Uh... That was with the Jets. The Jets. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. That's another team. I mean. No, I get it, but I'm saying like, oh, I'm sorry. That was his college stats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah, no, he he sucked. He played in two games. He, <laughs> he played in two games in the NFL. You knew those stats. I'm like, wow, I wonder, did he have some kind of injury? I started typing in this yeah, thing. Yeah, I was like, I was like I'm, I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, why the fuck did he not make it in the league? These are pretty good numbers. And then I see why. Yeah, because that was. It was his college stats. Yeah, he was his NFL career consisted of uh, nineteen of thirty-one for two hundred and fourteen yards with a touchdown and a pick in two games. Yeah, in parts of two games. Oh, that's even worse. I'd be like, that's not. That, you know what? If that was one game, that's not too bad of a game for for your first start. But yeah, he he never made it. Um, he never he never caught on. But no, that, I mean, isn't it shocking how terrible Alabama quarterback history is? Why would you even bother taking one of them? Yeah, like, it, it points out that they're wide receivers and running backs in offense and their head and coach. Everyone, yeah. yeah, their whole offense is just that good that they could plug in any bullshit artist and uh, still win because their wide receivers are oh, they've had stud wide receivers in the league lately. Their running backs have been getting better oh they've had two wideouts picked in pretty much every draft for the last decade yeah in the top 10 yeah Yeah. it's uh it's pretty amazing um yeah no i totally agree and and yes garden Minshew is he does need a real shot that's what everyone's saying well that's if i'm seattle that's the one guy that i'd be looking to trade for i would take min who would you rather have Minshew or mayfield Minshew. Yeah, and it's not even really close, is it? No. So why is there even talk about people trading for for Baker Mayfield? Because Garden Minshew was not a sexy number one overall pick doing all state commercials living in a stadium. He can he can stay living in that stadium and and eating the old cheese because nobody's taking him. Listen, I mean, if he had any swagger, the best commercial would be him shooting the commercials. Actually, like he's living outside the stadium in a tent. And he says, luckily, I'm able to afford my Allstate, but I'm looking for a job, and he's living outside the stadium now. Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad of an idea. That would be kind of funny. I mean, wouldn't you kind of give him to give that up to him a little bit? Yeah. Was it Allstate or Progressive? Was it Allstate? Oh, fucking hell. It's one of, I mean, you know what? You're probably right. It probably was Progressive. I think it was Progressive. Okay, well, you know what? They're blue and white logos. Because so. well, Progressive's big in Ohio. Is it? Yeah. That's where they're headquartered in Cleveland. Wasn't well, Progressive the one that has that lady? Yeah, Flo. Oh. They got Flo and Baker. Wow, what a real lineup there. I mean, Allstott got the guy from Major League Baseball, Serrano. Huh? huh? Serrano. Major oh, League Baseball, oh, the movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, Serrano. Yeah. Anyways. You got no marbles, Brian. Marbles. Anyways. Marbles. Anyways. That's our NFL draft recap show. Um, what'd you think of it, Lummy? I think it was amazing, Brian. 
You think the Lightning are going to do it tonight? They better fucking do something. They if they come out and look as listless as they did in game one against Toronto, they, they might be staring at a sweep. Don't say that. If, I know it's, if it's they, totally if possible. If they come out and lose by more than two goals in this game, yeah. it's going to be four or five. This is going to be a very short postseason. I will say this. They look like a team that is tired. They look tired. They look tired. They look, and Maple Leafs look like they came out. They knew they were tired, and they just pushed them around like they We will see bitches. how the Lightning respond. It's been 14 consecutive victories after losses. So if they can keep that trend going, I like their chances in the series. But if they lose tonight, oof. Especially if they now they can lose a one goal, you know, tough game and still have a chance. But if they come out and get beat by two or more goals, like legit, not an empty netter at the end, like get outplayed significantly. I don't see how they bounce back to win. Nope, I agree with you, Brian, and we'll see what happens. And we are live tomorrow. Twitch.tv forward slash the Bubba Army. Get all your Bubba Army merch at BubbaArmyShop.com. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow.